Hello, and welcome to the Team Takeover service. If you are new here, please stop by the welcome desk. If you are in person, if you are online, please scan the QR code. Or, yeah. um, children's ministry training is happening November 19th at noon. If you are helping or would like to help with kids Sunday school or children's church, we would like having a mandatory training following the morning service as we, children, Christmas and Watermaker, sorry. Um, Saturday, December 22nd, see Pastor John or Pastor Brett for details. Truck or Treat winners are in fourth place, um, my trunk, and <laughs> they should have won. <laughs> we, um, third place was Super Mario. I'm going by what the design is. Fourth place, I mean, second place was uh, football, and first place was uh, <laughs> Mom Pocket. Um, before we go on to the missionaries, uh, we will be collecting blankets for the nursery residents this Christmas. Around 50 are needed. Two tubs are in the breezeway. So if you have blankets that are not needed, Please donate. Missionaries are the week of the week are Aaron and Jenny Pedersen in Germany. Um, if the ushers would please come forward. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the day, Lord. Pray for all the speakers this evening, Lord, to calm their nerves, to open our hearts to what they have for us tonight. Pray for the Petersons and everything going on in Germany, Lord. I ask these things in your name. Amen. sing a song this evening, so will everybody please stand with me as we sing As a Deer.
Hello. Hey. Can I have birthdays and anniversaries? Hello. Hi. You. Uh, how many years have you known the Lord for your Savior? 54 years. Okay. Anybody else? Um, y you. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's the anniversary? Anybody else? Okay. For those of the congregation which are able, please stand for the reading of the sacred scripture. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return ye children of men. For a thousand years in thy sight, are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away with a flood. They are as a sleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath we are troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are three score years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be four score years. Yet it is their strength, labor, and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Who, even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy serpents. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. May the Lord's word pro prosper wherewith she sent it. You may be seated. All right, we're going to sing another song. So you may remain seated for this one.
in God's whole life. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light of blessed God's whole life. Let it shine forevermore. Let us pray that grace may everywhere above. Send the light, send the light, and a Spirit everywhere be found. Send the light, send the light, send the light, send the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. Let us not grow weary in the work of love. Send the light, send the light. Let us gather jewels for a crown above. Send the light, send the light. Send the light and the blessed gospel light. Let it shine from shore to shore. Send the light, send the blessed gospel light. Let it shine forevermore. Hello, me again. You get to hear more of me today, so must be a really good day. <laughs> Despite my height, I am only in eighth grade, and this is my first time doing this, so thank you in advance for your grace. If you would please turn your Bible to Matthew 26, but first, here's a fact about me. I love random facts. In fact, I will often ask my mom if she would like to hear one, and she will say, why do you even ask me? We both know that you're just going to say it. So anyway, today... My fact for today is about Judas Iscariot, who will be my message for today. Uh, the fact is, he is one of the few, possibly two people in the Bible that are said to be filled with the devil. You might be asking, what can we learn from a person who is described this way? But we can learn a lot about our behaviors towards Jesus by examining his character. Please look at Matthew 26, verse 14. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. If you look at the Luke telling of this story, you will find that he was actually filled with the devil. Luke chapter 22, verse 3 through 6. Then Satan entered into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being a member of the twelve, and he was on his way, and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad, and, co and covenanted to give him money. And he promised, and saw opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. In the absence of the multitude. So, if you look at these two accounts, and put them together, you get this story. The devil entered into Judas, and Judas went his way to the chief priests and the captains, and made a deal to turn over Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Judas, up to this point, was most, likely to, was most likely to be considered a good person. He was one of the twelve following Jesus, after all. This is important to highlight because you could be three inches from Jesus, but be the furthest from him spiritually. So why bring all this up? Well, there are a lot of times where we behave just like Judas, and we do it for free. What do I mean by this? I mean, we fall into temptations and betray Jesus for free, and don't really give it a second thought in some ways or another, but Jesus still loves us. In fact, Jesus still viewed Judas as a friend, even whenever he was in the process of betraying him. If you look at Matthew 26, verse 50, it says, And Jesus said unto them, Friend, wherefore art thou come? And they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. The important part of this verse for today is the fact that Jesus still called Judas a friend. 
Jesus still loved, Ju- loved Judas, even though Matthew 26, verse 25, clearly shows that Jesus knew what Judas has done. It says, Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto them, Thou hast said it. This shows that Jesus still that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him. And he often knows when we are betraying him. But he still loves us, even whenever we are at our worst. Jesus is still seeking for us and wanting to have a relationship with us. Another thing is that Jesus died for all. That includes even Judas. Jesus died on the cross for Judas and for every person on earth. This is the true love and compassion of Jesus, to where he would forgive someone who helps put him on the cross for 30 pieces of silver. One of the things that a lot of people debate is if Judas is in hell. You might think that he is in hell, and you would be justified to think that. But if we look at John 10:28, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And this is, import- this is a important verse to highlight, because this shows, because Judas did choose to follow Christ initially. Because in order for somebody to become a disciple, they would have to choose in order to follow him. So there had to be some belief in Christ before Judas eventually betrayed him. I won't presume to know the heart of Judas, and I won't presume to know the heart of anyone. But what I do know is that if Judas placed his trust in Jesus for salvation, he would be in heaven. I have that same trust today, and... Even whenever I fall into temptations, I'm still saved by Jesus, and nothing can take that away. That is why we must look at Judas to show the importance of safeguarding our hearts. Judas was one of Jesus' trusted disciples, his friend. Even someone who spent day after day in the literal presence of Jesus cannot resist the devil. How much harder can it be for people who are living in this world without the Holy Spirit? And it might be a little easier for Christians, but still pretty hard. So... That is why we must first, if this describes you, please settle this before you leave today. Second of all, if you are saved, please um, try to safeguard your heart. And if you are having trouble dealing with temptations, go to Jesus now and pray for the strength and wisdom to fight it. That is all that I have for today. So. So if you please stand with me as we sing Embrace the Cross.
Have I done my best for Jesus? Ed Spencer was attending Northwestern University at Evanston, Illinois. Ed was a rather well-known athlete of his day, for he was one of the first to win a gold medal for the United States in the Olympics for swimming. The campus of, the campus of Northwestern is boarded on one side by Lake Michigan. One evening, Ed was doing his studies in the library. Outside, a storm was raging. All of a sudden, some fellows came and exclaiming, Ed, the boat, the Lady Elgin, has just been thrown upon the rocks and is sinking. There are a lot of people on board who will drown unless we do something right away. Ed ran out from the library, out to the lake, and saw that the situation was indeed serious. The storm had calmed somewhat, but it was still dangerous. Without minutes' hesitation, he rid himself of any extra clothing which, we, which might hinder him and dived into the rolling, chopping waves. He was able to reach the wreck, and fighting his way back, he brought the first person to safety. He had repeated this heroic effort several more times when those on shore said, Ed, you've done all you can. You're, you'll surely kill yourself if you tried it anymore. Ed's reply was, I've got to do my best. And again, he plunged in and brought another to safety, and then another and another. And this he continued until he had rescued some 17 souls who had been destined to perish. He could go on no further, but fell unconscious on the shore. All through the night, as he lay in the infirmary, he kept repeating, Have I done my best, fellows? Have I done my best? Ed Spencer had done, has done, had done his best, but this experience had cost him the health in the years that followed, Ed Spencer no longer won gold medals for athletic skills, but lived the life of a semi-invalid. Years later, after hearing the story, Edwin Young wrote this song, Have I Done My Best for Jesus? Hebrews 12.3 12, says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners, of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. After all that Jesus had done for us, the very least we can do, is give him everything this evening. Would you ponder this question? Have I done my best for Jesus? Hello there. 
I don't know about y'all, but I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> now, it's like 6.33, and William was supposed to be here, but he's sick. But he'll preach next time. <clears throat> right, William? <laughs> anyway, I'll start off in Galatians chapter 6, if you want to read along with me. Verses 1 through 10. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. For not every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are the household of faith. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you that we all have an opportunity to get together as a body of believers and worship you. Let everything that has been done or will be done in the service honor and glorify you. And let these actions and words not be our own, but yours. And let us only be your vessels in which you spread your word with. In your name I pray, amen. Have you ever watched or seen someone you know or love dig themselves deeper and deeper in the sin? And maybe they had enough warnings, but they just didn't listen. And of the people who warned them, were you one of the people who warned them? And I'm not saying, um, let's say, say you tried to force yourself into their situation and then reconstruct your li- their life on your own. That's not what I'm saying. Have you ever gotten their attention and warned in or helped them, not because you wanted to fix their life, but you had a genuine desire to guide them back to the right path and away from the path of destruction? Now, in the circumstance of us as a people seeing or knowing of a weary, wondering, a lost soul, there are normally four reactions that tell what sort of people we are being. Being. The first one is their avoid, the avoidant. They know there's a need for help, but they don't do anything because they're too busy or they don't care about the fallen or the stray. The second person is the untrustworthy. This person is someone who, when they try to reach out to the lost or the stray, the person doesn't see them as trustworthy because of how the untrustworthy person has acted or is acting. And the very things that the untrustworthy person is trying to warn the soul about contradicts their actions in their life. In other words, this means that the person is still living the life of a sinner and still openly going back to the old clothes of unrighteousness. And the third is a scorner. The scorner is someone who is usually proud in their own work and looks down on the lost and is normally one who thinks or says contemptuous things about them and viewing them as scum or helpless. In other words, these people aren't loving the lost. They look down on the lost and judge those that are astray, and sometimes they even openly gossip about their sinful condition. And the fourth is the ones who help. As we can see in Galatians 6, if we read again, in verses 1 and 2, we can see they're careful to not be enticed by their own pride or lust, while restoring and not reconstructing those of broken or dejected heart and spirit. They're bearing each other's burdens and praying for each other. And in verses 3 through 10, we can see they're not taking pride in others' accomplishments, but giving their own to God and sharing biblical knowledge with those that teach them. And also, they're always remembering that their actions have consequences, and thus continuing on in good fellowship and in the Lord, and being a light and comfort to every soul for the sake of not their works, but Jesus' name. And always recognizing that the truth is none of us are any better than the Christian who has gone astray, nor are we of higher status than the lost, because all of us are sin-cursed humans. 
And no matter the amount or severity of the sins of anyone we might know, we're all of the same sin as them. Because it's all the same in God's eyes. And we who are all saved are saved by only His blood. First Thessalonians 4. Bear with me, this is a long passage. Furthermore then, we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Jesus, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. For we know what commandments we gave you by the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is avenger of all such. As we also have forewarned you and testified, for God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despiseth, despiseth not man, but God, who hath also given unto us his Holy Spirit. But as touching brotherly love, ye need not that I write unto you, for ye yourselves are taught of God to love one another. And ye indeed, ye do it toward all the brethren which are in Macedonia. But we beseech you, brethren, that ye increase more and more, and that ye study to be quiet, and that to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we have commanded you, that ye may walk honestly and toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. But I would not give you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which that are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. But some may think, so what about those last verses? So under all the cases of faults being condemned or forgiven, we go to the flip side of the situation. You may think that it's all over. You may think that you've messed up too badly and you're useless. Everyone might hate you, or so it feels. And you might think that it's just done for you. Nobody loves you. And you should just give up. But God is not punishing you because he hates you. He's kept you where you are for a purpose. And you're not an outcast. You're not useless. God loves you. And he wants you to come to him. And he wants to give you peace. And he wants to love you. And even if you don't feel like you know God, or even if you have never known God, he loves you, and it's not over. Matthew 11, 28, and 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor, and I have you laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Romans 10, 9 through 10. And I'll close with this passage. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Well, this evening we've heard a few challenges from the teenagers, and the first from Eli uh, to consider Judas and how he, he betrayed Jesus for only 30 pieces of silver, but challenged me with you know, how, how little do I betray Jesus for, how little do I give up my time with him for useless, vain pleasures, and to consider that. And then we sang that song, Have I Done My Best for Jesus? And I'm sure that we could all answer it in the same way. It's almost like a setup. But since we all would probably have the same answer to that question, the question then is, what should change? If I haven't done my best for Jesus, then what, what do I need to stop doing and what do I need to start doing? And then just from Jaden, when we see a brother, a friend, start to go down the wrong path, would we have the love to tell them to, hey, the direction you're going, it's, 
It's not good according to what the Bible says. And praise the Lord that God forgives us. So at this time, we'd like to have an invitation uh, to give you a chance to, to respond if the Lord's worked in your hearts in any of these three ways. And so if you would please uh, just bow your heads with me and close your eyes. I'll pray, and then um, we'll have an invitation. Father, thank you for what we've heard tonight. Lord, thank you for your mercies, that they uh, are everlasting and that you always forgive us, you always accept um, repentance. And Lord, I ask that you would work in our hearts and convict us of our sin, and may we just all submit to you by your grace. Praise in Jesus' name. If you would please stand with me. I mean, if you would like to pray, do so, and let the Lord have his way with you as we have an invitation. All to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily. Let's go ahead and sing another verse. Jesus, I surrender humbly at his feet. I bow, worldly pleasures all forsaken. Take me, Jesus, take me now. I surrender. Thank you so much. I, I love when we have our teen takeover services. It always just gives me great hope that, uh, you know, all is not lost in America because sometimes it's just easy to think that it is and that our ministry, that our service to the Lord isn't going for naught, right? And always it's encouraging to see that there's actually things happening. And I'm going to repeat a couple things, I know, but, uh, you know, um, one of the things that Eli said was, you know, what are we willing to betray Jesus for? How cheaply we we betray Jesus. We don't even ask for 30 pieces of silver, right? We just ask for a moment of pleasure. And, uh, wow, think about that. That's That was powerful. And um, I hope I'm not putting more into Jaden's uh, mouth than he intended. But we had talked before about what he was going to talk about, and I know that Jaden was thinking about his mom, and he said, you know, sometimes my mom struggled because she felt like there weren't that many uh, Galatians chapter 6 Christians when someone is overtaken in the fold. Who's going to come along side? And, uh, wow, it was a big challenge. So a lot of things going on there in uh, the lives of our kids, but God's using them. It was exciting. Thank you. And I tell you, Isaac, you, uh, I just thought maybe just they should have given you one more thing to do right between us. Gotta run here, get this, run here, get that, but you did a great job reading the scripture, and I uh, love that special, getting that uh, that cello in, that was fantastic, uh, the quartet, and then of course the choir, and what a joy it is. So the only other thing I'm going to say to you is, it's not yet 10 minutes till 7, don't get used to it, alright? <laughs> but you can uh, thank these teenagers for it, they're ready to uh, go to the next part of their evening, their activity. Uh, that they have, and so uh, make sure that you go by, tell them what a blessing they've been, and encourage them in the things of the Lord. Most of what you saw up here today were uh, junior hires stepping in, because, uh, you know, so it's, it was exciting. So senior high will come in next semester, Lord willing, and that's, uh, they'll have their shot, but wow, this is some good stuff. All right, anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? The Lord bless you. Teenagers meet in the fellowship hall right now. After we pray, right? After we dismiss. Change clothes. What time will you be done, Mr. David? About 9 o'clock. Thank you, parents. All right. The Lord bless you, keep you, make a space shine upon you, give you peace, love you all, you are dismissed.